All right, um, man, I still can't get over it. Uh, just, just, uh, just incredible. I mean, down seventeen, nothing. The uh, uh, to be resilient like that, and it just speaks volumes. I mean, I, I know you and I don't sit too far apart in the press box. There's no way I'm going to raise my hand now and say I saw this coming. I mean, for Jacksonville to be able to turn it on down seventeen, nothing, put up twenty unanswered, and win this football game, to me, said so much about the character the coaching staff, and the personnel on this roster. A huge win. It also stopped the bleeding for the Jaguars. But with Carline, as we get into that, let's also say hello to our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. John Spicklemeyer and I have been friends for a long time, uh, going back to Bowles. John's great football player, player of the year uh, in 94. Uh, went to uh, Lou Holtz's Notre Dame and has gone on to become uh, excellent in the business of insurance. So uh, he can help you out with a variety of insurances, but certainly car insurance is, uh, is, is a place where we all have to have it. And uh, John can make sure that you're paying the, the lowest rate possible and, and make sure you're paying for things that you should be paying for. You'd be surprised how often people are paying for things that they don't really need anymore. Their circumstances in their lives have changed, and yet the policy is uh, is stagnant. So let John look at it. Uh, give him a call, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. John can uh, certainly help you with your car insurance again, 471-7155. And uh, yeah, Rick, it was... Uh, it was uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I'll tell you where I was uh, at the end of the you know first quarter. I was looking up that Flipper Anderson still holds the NFL record for receiving yards in a game with 336, set back yeah. in November of 1989. Because it looked like the Jaguars didn't show up. Uh, it took until the ninth game, but this was going to be the game that they laid the egg in, and we're going to get routed. And it was really just a question of is Devontae Adams going to have 150 yards, 250 yards? 350 yards? Where is this going to go? Uh, I never dreamed that they would rally to win that game in the fashion that they did. Uh, and I give them a lot of credit. I do. I agree with you. I think they showed a lot of heart. Certainly their talent uh, surfaced uh, in a big, big way. And they really played complimentary football, really, for the first time in, gosh, a long time in terms of you know being able to successfully double dip, get the field goal at the end of the first half, come back out. Jamal Agnew breaks the big return. They get a touchdown there. That takes it from a, a 20 to 7 deficit to a 2017 ball game. And, uh, and obviously they went on to the win game. I'm, I'm, I'm really, it feels like a turning point game, but then you look at the schedule and you see the Chiefs and the Ravens coming up and it's like, well, we'll see. But man, I, I thought it was really encouraging. I, I honestly, I don't think you could have drawn it up any better. I think it would, it was better to win this way than it would have been had they beaten the Raiders 34 to 6. Well, it says so much about this team. I mean, for starters, I, I thought we were going to walk in on Monday and it would have been different because I thought it was going to be a blowout loss. Instead of talking about, hey, they had a fourth quarter lead and they let another one go, I thought this thing was going to be a, a woodshed game and it wasn't. Um, you know, so many things to discuss, but I, I got to say this. It, it feels like early in the week the, the blame game has really been a, in effect this year for every Jaguars loss, you know, Trevor Lawrence for many games, Shaq Griffin for one. In my opinion, Doug Peterson is directly responsible for at least one and let's say a half uh, of their losses. I credit Doug Peterson for what he did this past Sunday. Number one, down 17 nothing. Jaguar fans listening totally get the fact that they were going to become what? One-dimensional and pass it first, second, 
third down. They did not. They stayed with the run. They continued to feed Travis Etienne, who's showing us now that he is legitimately a bell cow. It kept uh, the Raiders honest defensively, and therefore Trevor Lawrence put together a masterful second half, where I, I want to say his only complete pass, incomplete pass, was when he grounded it. So all of a sudden the offense was was fully functioning, which was so good to see. And also let's credit Peterson for a guy who, whether it's just in his DNA or if it's analytics, uh, always goes for it on fourth down. They sent out Patterson. He hits on a fourth and one. He hits the upright from 41 yards out. Then he turns around after a three and out and hits a 48-yarder. But in my mind, I'm thinking this is Doug Peterson. He's going to go for it, if not once, twice during fourth down opportunities but he elected to kick field goals. So I thought it was a really important day for this staff and for Doug Peterson to learn from some previous mistakes that he had made this season. He stuck with his game plan. They went out and won the game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I, I agree. It was it was uh, excellent all the way around. And I uh, again, a lot of heroes in this game, um, you know, and I uh, and, and again, a lot of things where it wasn't perfect. I mean, you know, Cisco drops a pick six. Uh, obviously, they had uh, issues in, you know, starting the game out. So I think that's encouraging as well. You get a win. And, uh, you know, certainly there's there's a lot of things to go back and, and work on. Um, you know, Devin Lloyd makes the play at the end of the game to seal the victory, um, you know, in stopping the, the lateral spree. But he's not playing very well, you know, by his own admission. I had a chance to catch up to him after the game and, uh, and he admit, you know, we saw Chad Muma come in there, but I think Devin Lloyd's gonna, gonna get going. I, I think he's probably hitting a little bit of the rookie wall and, you know, this is a late buy. They've got one more game, then they slide into a bye week, which I think will help, you know, the young guys, uh, which basically is the entire roster other than like three guys. So, um, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot of room for growth, and I, I still believe I, I know that I uh, you know I, I I've I've given up the dream that they're going to win the division. Obviously, I just think Tennessee is is too far ahead. Um, but I do think I do think it shows that they are very capable of certainly winning the division in 2023 and in 2024. And these are conversations we can have at, at a later date. But you look at uh, what's around them. I mean, the Colts are in a tailspin now. Uh, the Texans are rebuilding. And I still the Titans have gotten out to such a lead that I don't think they'll blow it. But I also don't think it's it's implausible to think Tennessee might collapse as well. Um, because if something were to happen to Derrick Henry, that becomes an expansion level offense pretty quick. Uh, and they still have games, uh, a lot of really challenging games. They've yet to score more than 24 points in a game, Rick. So it's a shame because the Jaguars probably should have won the division this year. Uh, but that five game skid is, is I think going to be just too much to overcome. But uh, but I am I am really excited to see what they can do in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, what, what's your thoughts? You know, as we get a little bit closer to that one, you know, what are some of the key storylines in that one that you see? Well, it's an incredibly difficult venue uh, to try to win at. It was always one of my favorite stops on the road. Uh, it's an old stadium, but it's a crowd that that in what I have always believed is a is a basketball state uh, loves your football. So, yeah, that's going to be difficult. That's why that this win on Sunday meant so much to this team to, you know, at least put up a W and stop the bleeding and, and try to get focused. It, it is going to be hard on both ends, winning in Kansas City 
and then turning around after the bye and trying to knock off Baltimore, arguably two of the top three teams right now uh, in the AFC, arguably. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to have to play their best football. Uh, obviously, in the NFL, teams don't overlook opponents the way we see it in college football, and they are a very well-coached team. So I think it's going to be hard for them. I, I do like the growth, though, that we have seen with a, you know, with a lot of football players. You mentioned Chad Muma. Maybe he gets some more burn. We saw Buster Brown get an opportunity. Why not at, at this particular time? What, you know, let's find out uh, what this football team has with their draft picks and, and where they are moving forward. In my mind, it's still a rebuild, as you pointed out, for next year, where I think legitimately they do have a chance. One concern that I have at this point is Doug Peterson on Monday now says after consecutive games where ETN uh, has, has truly gotten the ball perhaps more than any of us thought, all right, all of a sudden we want to lighten that load on him, take a little bit off. Jermichael Hasty had the 61-yard run. Outside of that, he's, you know, he's 12 for 88. That means he's 11 for 27 in his other opportunities. That's an average of just over 2.4 per. They moved Robinson, we know, but they also spent a fifth rounder on Snoop Connor. And, you know, I thought Connor had a really good camp the whole way through. He did struggle in these preseason games. I mean, the guy got like 50 or 60 carries and, you know, his average is around the same as, uh, as hasty uh, that I just mentioned. But I, I think we're getting to a situation as well where you got to, you know, you keep dressing Snoop and he's getting like one snap a game. What can he do? It's, it's time to figure it out because if not, you know, that becomes something else that, you got to wonder about not only with the you know remaining eight games this year that are on the schedule, but but certainly for next year. And I understand that you can find backs. It's not the importance of other positions of need that this organization will have. But I do still believe that when it's all said and done, this football team needs a complement to Travis Etienne. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And again, it goes back to, you know, I didn't like the trade. I still don't like the trade. You know, I, I think you could have kept James Robinson in a reserve role. And, uh, you know, just I, I get there. You're not going to make a long term investment in them. That's fine. Uh, but I am concerned about what happens if something, you know, does go wrong with ETN. If he does get hurt, uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He He's courageous. Uh, I mean, he takes a lot of punishment. And is that going to hold up? I mean, he's a superstar. He's super exciting to watch. Um, but I, I would like to have that insurance policy. And I, I'm in total agreement. Jermichael Hasty. I mean, look, we, what we've learned about Jermichael Hasty is if the hole is the size of a Mack truck, he'll score from yeah. 60 yards out. If it right. isn't, he's a, he's a subpar back. I mean, you, you just laid out the numbers. Uh, if you take away the big touchdown run, they're pathetic. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm concerned about that. Uh, and, and I do wonder if that's going to come back to, to bite the Jaguars. We've already seen James Robinson score a touchdown for the Jets. Um, so anyway, but, uh, but hopefully ETN will stay healthy. He's on pace for 1,613 yards of total offense this year. Just an unbelievable uh, start for him, particularly since he was in a, in a timeshare for uh, about the first month of the season. But yeah, I, I'm excited about uh, Kansas City. Rick, I totally agree with you. It's, it's one of the best venues that, that I've ever been to. Um, it's a college environment. 
Um, you know, they're you know Nance and Romo are, are doing the game. I, Kansas City is uh, obviously feeling very good about itself. It's going to have a, a raucous environment, um, and uh, it's it's going to be a challenge. I, I I think the Jaguars match up pretty well in certain areas. I think, you know, you look at the athleticism this defense has, I think can give Kansas City some problems. The the Chiefs don't even try to run the ball. So it's it's basically everything's going to be uh Mahomes. Um I'm curious to see if if Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, Arden Key and Dewan Smoot can give him some problems because I thought the Titans did the other night. Uh I mean really if Mahomes doesn't start taking off, Tennessee wins the game. Um yeah. but that's such an underrated part of Mahomes' game and it's something the Jaguars are going to have to be be ready for. Obviously stopping Travis Kelsey is going to be uh priority number 1, 2, 3 and 4 and I don't know who the Jaguars have. It's it seems like Rayshon Jenkins is trending in the right direction, considering it's a concussion. Usually that's very difficult to not miss a game, but it from, you know, the vibe it, it seems like is he has at least has a chance. Uh, I think he's got to play if, uh, if the Jaguars have a chance of slowing down Travis Kelsey. So yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be a, a fun one. And uh, Rick, I I'm daring myself to imagine what it would be like around here if they go into Arrowhead and get the win, I, I just think Man. I think going into the bye, can you imagine how exciting it would be around here if they go in and get a, a win over Kansas City? Well, then you flip the script, and we'll see what happens with Tennessee. But if they were to lose, and obviously you're only one game out, you play Tennessee twice, uh, that would be phenomenal. Hopefully Jenkins can go. If not, I got a lot of faith in Dewey. I don't think uh, Kelsey and uh, Kelsey against Wingard is a uh, is a mismatch at all. I, I like Wingard's chances uh, there. Kidding, yeah. obviously, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, you mentioned Trayvon Walker, kind of lost in all this. How about the play he made on Sunday where he was rushing the passer? It was a uh, it, it, it was a reception of the tight end. I think it was Morrow, um, and he came about thirty to forty yards from downfield and made the tackle. It was such an incredible play and, and perhaps hidden in a lot of circles with Jaguar fans. But, you know, when you have your top pick who has that type of hustle and doesn't give up, I think that's going to rub off on other players as, you know, he continues to develop. And if he keeps that same type of attitude as we, uh, as we move throughout the course of the year and in the following years as well, you know, there's been a lot of criticism on the lack of pass rush and, you look at Allen and you look at Walker, it's not happening. Dewan Smoot is at two mammoth games. You and I have had conversations about Robinson, who's now gone, Taylor, Josh Allen. Where does Dewan Smoot come into all this? I mean, he's a snap count guy. He played a season high 29 plays. That You're basically asking him to give you somewhere between, let's say, 20 and 29 plays a game. What's he worth on the open market? What's he worth for Jacksonville when this is all said and done? Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question right now. I think literally for this organization is is what are you doing uh, at that position? What are you a going to do with Josh Allen? How do you view him? Uh, and and once you determine that, what about Dewan Smoot? And I uh, I think if he hits the open market, you know we saw Arden Key last year uh, get what one year four million dollars. Uh, you know, but the problem that I and it's a good problem. But if uh, you know he was he had like six sacks uh, in a reserve role for the 49ers. 
what if Dewan Smoot ends up with like nine sacks? I mean, if that happens, he's still a pretty young guy. The, the thing that might hurt him a little bit is he's a tweener. Um, so there may be some clubs that just don't, there's, there's, they're just, it's, it, they're, it's a hard fit for them. Uh, just as a player, personality wise, he's, he's a plus. Um, he's a total pro, but, uh, but I wonder if, if that would affect it. But again, there'll be enough interest that I, I have to think Dewan Smoot, I mean, pass rushers on the market. I mean, that's a, that's premium. So, I think he's I think he's playing himself into a pretty lucrative deal and if you're the Jaguars you can only use the tag, you know, one time. They've got a lot of different guys that, you know, that would be in play for and if you tag Dewan Smoot, obviously that's going to be a, a very very expensive price tag compared to what they're paying him now. So, yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see. The Jaguars are going to have a lot of of decisions to make. We've kind of hinted at that. You add Calvin Ridley, that puts 11 million more on the 2023 docket. So, uh, yeah, it's it, Dewan Smoot may be a player that's basically playing his way out of here in terms of his price tag. Jaguars played well. Uh, come from behind victory, one of their most impressive ones in quite some time, and uh, they head full steam now to Kansas City where they are at 9.5 to 10 points underdogs, so they're going to have to play their best football in order to pull off the upset. Hayes Carline with you each and every day, 3 to 6. My name's Rick Ballou. I am with you from 6 until 8. Uh, let's say hello to our sponsor, or, or why don't we thank them while we're at it? Yeah, appreciate Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Look, if you've got, you know, car insurance, you haven't looked at your policy in a while, even if you have, I mean, just make sure you're paying the lowest you can pay. Uh, John Spicklemeyer can help you with that. Give him a call at 471-7155. Again, great dude. He's going to take care of you. He's going to look at it and say, yep, I can help you. I can save you some money here. Or, hey, you're, 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 tell me a little bit more about your life because I'm seeing some things here. Uh, let's just make sure these things add up because you'd be amazed at the reductions and things like that. that you can get uh and and other things that that kind of make your insurance go up uh that you know maybe your your circumstances in your life have changed so again uh have john spicklemeyer take a look at your policy cost you nothing uh and there's a good chance he can save you some money again 471-7155 call my buddy john spicklemeyer insurance agency all right thank you to john and thank you to you as uh as well out there listening and again you can always Respond to us. Uh, you can get me on Twitter, Baloo1010XL. Hayes, how about you? I'd prefer them not reach out to me anymore. No, I'm too. It's, uh, <laughs> you can uh, get in touch with me at Hayes Carlion. There you go. Folks, have a great week. Respond to us, and we'll pick it up again next week right here on Death, Taxes, and Duval. Duval.